We can start from verse 10. We have time. Let's read the Bible. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haram. Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord. He said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Verse 14. Your descendants will be expected out of the earth, and you spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I'll bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done that what I have promised you. And then he says, verse 15, When Jacob woke up from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place. I was not aware of it. He was afraid, and he said, How awesome is this? This is none other than the house of the Lord. This is the gate to heaven. The gate of heaven. Verse 18. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone that he had placed under his head and set up, set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it. He called the place Bethel, though the city used to be called this, place Bethel, the house of God. This is very Powerful. Abai my home. Bethel, hmm? the home of El God. So you are seeing here the Lord beginning stepwise. He says, when he used to be overcomers, he says, This is too good. I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar here. On this one, I will make a pillar. And we see that Jacob sets up the pillar because of the visitation. He meets this place and he meets this favor here. And then he sets up a pillar as a memorial, a memory. A memory. 
He says, this is too good. I have to make a memorial with this. And so it is when God the Father comes down here and finds that despite the raging storm, the storm of apostasy in the church, the storm of apostasy in the whole world, the storm of the moral decay, immorality, you see globally. When he meets the storm, when he meets those that have gone through the storm, storm of Satan and they remain standing. The storm of the lies of this hour, the deception of this hour, the moral decay, the immorality, the false prophecies, false apostles, the falsehood, the liars, the lies, the rot in the church. And after all of the above storms are passed, and he comes and he and finds them standing, still first, still standing. He says, this is too good. I have to make a pillar. I will make a pillar here. Why? Because I want there to be a memorial here, a memory here. I want to remember this. This is so awesome. I must make a pillar here now. Hey. Are you beginning to understand the people that are called overcomers? That when the Lord meets them after the storms of sin and wickedness that is sweeping the earth right now, when the Lord meets them and they still remain standing up, everybody's down. Everybody has bought into false apostles. They are bought into false prophets. When you meet them, the first thing I want to introduce you to this apostle. They are bought into that. They are sold in. They are sold into this. They are bought into it. And then he finds one who is still standing. He says, this is too awesome. I will make a pillar. I will make a memorial here. I have to remember this. This has to be a lasting memory, this one. Hey. And he poured oil on the capital of the pillar. That means the roof. The top of the pillar is called the capital. He poured oil on it to consecrate it, to decree that this is holy. Hey. I will make a pillar. When God sees the overcomers, when the tsunamis of apostasy are passed, the tsunamis of moral decay, the falling away from true faith has come. When he meets them, he says, this is too strong, this is too good, I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. I have to make a pillar here. I have to make a memorial here. There has to be a memory here. This is too awesome. I can't live this. This can't pass like this. You now begin to understand who the overcomers are. Powerful people. And he says, when you look at Genesis 12, verses 6 to 8, Abraham had been here. Somehow, Abraham had been in the same area. But Jacob comes and does this. But let's go to Genesis 31, 44 to 45, another pillar. Genesis 31, 44 to 45. So when you go into the Bible, 
and you begin to look at how the pillars used to be constructed in the days of old, and those pillars in the days of old, they value, they value they stood for, what they delivered. Then you begin to understand why the Lord addresses himself to the overcomers in these terms of, I will make a pillar. When he needs to say, on this one, I will make a pillar. Now the question then becomes to the church of Christ. When God Almighty Jehovah Yahweh looks at you, do you think he says, does he say when he looks at you, is he able to say, this is too awesome, I will make a pillar? Does he call for the making of a pillar, a memorial? When he encounters as a Christian, beloved people, isn't that the $64 million question? That when the Lord looks at you as a Christian, a lawyer, a doctor, a nurse, a teacher, just a housewife, a widow, an orphan, just a worker, a field worker, a chamber boy, a house technician, electrician, police officer, banker, president, prime minister, member of parliament, politicians, whatever the case be, when God looks at you, is God able to say, I will make a pillar. This is too awesome. I have to make a pillar. I will make a memorial here. I must. When God looks at the present-day church of this generation, is he able to say, this is too awesome, I will make a pillar here. I must. So when you go through the Bible and understand the narrative and the symbolism and the value that the pillars that were constructed delivered, then you are now able to bring home to understand better why the Lord Yahweh addresses himself this way when he meets the overcomer. He says, I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar. On this one, I have to make a I must make a pillar. I will make a pillar. Genesis 31, 44 to 45. And he says, in 44, Come now, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it serve us as a witness between us. And he goes on to say, So Jacob took a stone and set up a pillar. So in this conversation, Jacob is having with Laban, the whole narrative there, but I've taken only the scripture. He says, on this matter we have discussed, come let us make a covenant. And then, the symbol and the memorial for that lasting covenant is a pillar. Oh, yes, yes. A pillar. He says, the pillar also stands not only for the memorial, but a covenant, a lasting covenant between two parties. That when I will meet an overcomer, says the Lord, I will make a pillar. On this one, I will make a pillar. 
On this one, I have to set up a lasting covenant. A lasting monument. In other words, he lays the pillar now as a monument of that covenant of God's favor. He lay there, he took a stone and placed under his head and slept. Then heaven opened, he saw the ladder of Jacob, and then he saw angels ascending and descending from heaven and back and forth like this. And up there was standing the Lord himself, and the Lord by his voice spoke with him. The same God that spoke with me today here by his voice a few hours ago, the same God. And when the Lord spoke with him, he said, on this one, I have to raise a pillar. I will make a pillar. I will raise a memorial to remember this as a memory. I have to build a monument here that God has favor with me, of God's favor with me. This is too awesome. I have to raise a pillar. So the pillar is also a symbol of covenant. It's a monument of favor. God comes to the earth and he finds the overcomers have stood. The storms have come. Everybody has gone down. They have remained standing. Then he says, I have favor here. These people have treated me favorably. They have treated my mission on the earth to vanquish sin, to destroy sin. My agenda on the earth, they have treated me with favor. They have treated me well. They have considered me in their dealings, and they have remained standing. On this one, I have to raise a memorial. I must build a pillar. I will make a pillar. To remember it forever and ever. Never to forget these people again. That is very powerful, beloved people. And I am reading the book of Genesis 26, verse 28. We are still gravitating around the same book of Genesis. Just oscillating back and forth. When you move backwards a little bit, you get now, you move back a little bit, you get, uh, you get uh, Genesis 26, verse 28. Look what he says, 26, 28. He says, They answered, we saw clearly that the Lord was with you. So we said, there ought to be a sworn argument between us, between us and you. Let us make a treaty with you that you will do to us no harm, just as we do not we do not molest you, but always treat you well and send you away in peace. And now you are blessed by the Lord. Why do I read this? I'm saying that at times when you raise a pillar, pillars are raised, I say it as a memorial, a memory, and consecrated, as you saw, he poured oil on it, meaning a holy memorial, and a lasting monument, I say it, of God's favor. These people treated God favorably, so God is treating them favorably by raising a pillar. I will make a pillar, he says. 
of God's favor. And I said, as a covenant. And now here, having read Genesis 26, 28, pillars are constructed also as a witness between two parties, a witness. That this pillar now will be the witness between I and you. That Jehovah, the faithful one, the ultimate authority, when he found that the storm of sin and wickedness and decay and apostasy and had swept through the entire landscape of the world, and some Christian believers were still standing, holding on to the mission of God on the earth like this. Holy and righteous to God, righteous to the Lord, and holy unto him. Then he says, I will make a pillar here as a witness between the poor. That you've been good to me, and now I am being good to you. I have to be good to you. And the two of us are now good to one another. We are friends forever. I, in the Father's house, never to leave it again. Genesis 24, verse 4, I finish with this first segment, beloved people. Genesis 24, verse 4, he says, Genesis 24, verse 4, that you will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. That's a bit out of the curve. I don't want to bring it in now, a bit later. So very powerful, beloved people. What have we seen until now? We have seen the following. We have seen that when the Lord comes to the earth, and he's very much aware that there is a raging storm of apostasy on the earth today. Everybody is caught up in it. Even the house of the Lord. Then the Lord looks around for those who have remained standing unshakable. And owing to their loyalty and trustworthy and commitment and devotion and dedication and dependability and reliability and steadiness and constancy and steadfastness and stableness and resoluteness and waveringness and swervingness and hesitantness and falteringness owing to their unshakability, he looks around and when he finds them standing unshakable, then he decides that he is going to make a pillar as a memorial of their good work, how they have considered God in their lives, how they prioritized him and they really considered him. They were so considerate of him. They treated God with favor. So he too now will build a memorial to remember this goodness they've been to him. He'll pour oil on to consecrate it. And he'll build a lasting monument to present the relationship between the two to also stand for God's favor on them as overcomers 
and you pick that pillar as a lasting covenant with them, never to break it into eternity of the eternities. And that pillar also becomes the witness between the two. They themselves now, the pillar, and the witness between them and the ultimate power, Jehovah Elohim, and the Lamb and the Holy Spirit. And he says, the entire lesson we learned there is that whenever the Lord shows concessions of mercy and favor unto men, then we must always be called to return to duty, to help in accomplishing his mission on the earth. That's why you see the stone is laid now, the pillar is laid, the temple is laid. For Jacob, he built a temple there. He became Bethel, the house of the Lord. And for us now, the temple is missed. We are called to duty to worship. And the sacrifice will be offered there. How powerful, beloved people. That now, looking at how pillars were being constructed in the Bible, we are able to understand deeper this transaction between Jehovah Elohim and these special people, special believers, special Christians called overcomers. That when he meets them and he says, wow, I have met you. This is how much you stood. Wow, you're unshakable. Wow, you considered me so much. This is how much you have been considered to me. Why do you live your life in the decaying earth? Then I will consider you to now. I will make a pillar. I must make a pillar. On this one, I must make a pillar. I will make a pillar on this one. When the Lord looks at you from his throne room in heaven, when the Creator looks at you, beloved people, does he see an unshakable Christian, the one that can form the support system of the earth? Does he see a staunch Christian, a loyal Christian, trustworthy, committed Christian, devout Christian, devoted Dedicated Christian, dependable Christian, reliable Christian, steady Christian, constant Christian, steadfast Christian, stable Christian, resolute Christian, unwavering Christian, unswerving Christian, unhesitant Christian, unfaltering Christian, a faithful Christian. Does he see one? And he says, those Christians are the strong column. They are strong metal columns for supporting the house. They are strong vertical columns made of strong metal that support the house of the Lord, either alone or in concert with other pillars. And sometimes he says they can stand alone and stand alone pillars for decorative purposes, for ornamental decoration, to post beauty, to broadcast beauty, to publish beauty, the beauty of the house of the Lord, to broadcast the beauty of the house of the Lord. And so to enter deeper into our conversation, beloved people, I want us to venture into this conversation by looking at Hiram's beauty. Hiram is spelled H-I-R-A-M, beauty, Hiram's beauty. Because he said, I will make a pillar. I will make a pillar in the temple of God. So I want to look at some pillars that were made have nowhere to turn to except look at someone's temple. 
the temple that was built as an archetype, built like showed Moses, built like this one down there. The framework, the entire construct, the formation, was that which was shown him in heaven. So the title of this segment is Hiram's Beauty and in Solomon's Temple. The next underneath title can be Solomon's Temple. And then the last title, which is our call for today, the calling for this night, is called The Pillars. The Pillars. We have nowhere to turn to except to look at how the pillars of the house of the Lord that were built by Solomon, how they were instructed by Jehovah, the place of his worship. So we can develop an understanding, so you can have a little contextual value, a little perspective on how the pillar in heaven will look like, the pillars in heaven will look like. So beloved people, the first scripture there we are going to turn to to open up this powerful, mighty segment is the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. And I'm reading from verse 13 to 22 as much as I am enabled, as much as we will need in this conversation. 